This, this, this is, 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 is. Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode number 289. We are the Fight Disciples. This is dedicated to the world of boxing. And if it's the first time you've ever come across us, you can get us on iTunes. Please subscribe uh, to what we do. I uh, I went through some of the uh, the lovely comments that people who listen to the show leave us on our uh, iTunes account. And honestly, I teared up a little bit. Teared up in a good way, not in like a weird having a wank type way. I um, <laughs> whoa whoa whoa! You cry when you wank? No, I meant I've like, never done that before. I'm gonna try that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you do that? Did you put like wind in the willows on or something like that? Or? For some reason, when I said teared up, I just started thinking of like a little bit of cum dribbling out into my cock. <laughs> That's what I started thinking of, rather than actual crying. You know, you meant tears. No, I felt <laughs> like. Proper whinging. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just crying, <laughs> crying to myself, knocking one out in the corner. <laughs> I'm a bad man. <laughs> Oh my god. Most people would restart the show, but I'm not. <laughs> We're just going to carry on. <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to say is thank you very much for all your nice comments that we get on uh, iTunes. Please keep them coming. <laughs> much appreciate. Keep them coming. Oh my god. Uh, fightdisciples.com is our website if you need an Android feed. At Fight Disciples on uh, Facebook and Twitter, at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. I fully encourage you to go and uh, subscribe and follow those channels this week uh, because we're off to New York uh, to, co- yeah, to cover the uh, Carl Crawford uh, debacle at Madison Square Garden at the weekend. What a weird start to the show that way. Weird. Talking about crime when I'm having a wank. Weird. I want to try it though. Are you? Yeah. I'm going to think about the start of this show and how bad it was. Method acting. No, that was a top start to the show. Trust mm-hmm. me, right? This is the thing. People tune into this stuff. And we get messages every week. First five minutes, I have to switch it off because I'm crying that much. Maybe that's what it is. And then the other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If you do masturbate when you listen to the show. Oh, mate. Please let them know. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if people are knocking one out? Maybe that's what it is. They're not crying in pain. They're crying because they're laughing so much. Yeah. Ah, okay. Maybe that's what I need to do then. We got, we got Put a few some me- Richard Pryor on and have a wank. We had a couple of messages at the weekend with Lomachenko's performance against Anthony Crollo with people messaging us going, I bet you two are knocking one out right now, aren't you? This is the type of thing that we've created over the last three and a half years, mate. People expect yeah. us to watch boxing having a wank. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> this- the mohawk of sock. The mohawk of sock. My God. What's special though, wasn't it, Lomachenko? It was absolutely special. See how we segued that yeah. in? This is, why, this is why we're multi-award winning. We can go from knocking one out into, you know, segueing into a fantastic boxing performance. Yeah, man. This is what you're getting, yeah? Never mind your uh, five lives and all that type of stuff that do actual boxing journalism. This is where the fun's at, baby. Looking right. Um, listen, I think now we're at that point where we're just allowed to say, without getting pissing off the previous generation or whatever yeah. because I'm seeing other boxers do it I'm seeing Carl Frampton come out and do it I'm seeing quite a few now come put their heads above the parapet and go actually you know what I think Lomachenko is the greatest boxer of all time I, people are starting to say that now that's not just me other people are starting to say it and I feel like when you watch him everything about him you just think fucking hell I'm not just going off the crawler performance obviously I'm going off the body of work I'm going off every world title defence he's had along the way mm. and just how he moves, how he does it. It's just fucking poetry, man. He's, he's getting better, though. This he is, is getting the, better. The frightening thing is that he's getting better. At the weekend, Joe Gallagher kind of hit this in the build-up to the fight that he's a peacock and he likes to show off a little bit. He likes to embarrass you. He likes to take you into a place where you want to quit because you yeah. don't want to be there no more. You feel less of a man, let's say, when, you, when you're in the ring with him. But at the weekend... No. He was all he about spite. He just wanted to get Crawl out of there. He was and he wanted going, to do it in yeah. style. He wanted to 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 prove the bookies wrong. That said, it was a hundred to one shot. He wanted to prove them right. He wanted to say, "Yeah, look at this. Look how far above I am." And listen, Crawler was the number one contender with the WBA. He deserved his shot. He won a final eliminator. He, yeah, he deserved to be in there. And it was actually one of our fight disciples followers. I think came up with the best analogy he'd seen about this because obviously people were coming at Crawler then going, "Right, no fucking business being in there." Respected, well, so-called respected American boxing journalists coming at it with the same thing, and I'm yeah. like, "Fuck you." Who else? You got? Who else then? The amount of people saying levels below though, innit? You need to get Loma a proper test. 
Well, you're who, talking, yeah, who the fuck is a proper test? The only proper test for Lomachenko is if he goes and fights a middleweight. That's exactly. legit. He has to go and fight someone massive because he's that fucking good. Yep. He is abnormally good. He's on a different planet. We, we, he's already embarrassed fucking double gold medalists at the Olympic Games. He's already embarrassed world champions. Anthony Kroll is a former world champion, the number one mandatory going into that fight at the weekend. Yep. Lomachenko's just on a different planet. That's what it is. Nobody's got any business being in a boxing ring with him. Let's no. be honest. They're all, that's going to consistently happen. Yep. Unless he takes himself really out of his comfort zone and goes and fights someone at middleweight or at welterweight or at some fucking crazy weight where he's giving away every single possible physical advantage, yep. you're going to see that time and time and time again because the guy is getting better at the weekend. His footwork, his accuracy, and more impressively, the venom in what yeah. he went about spite. doing... The spice, we've was, never seen that before. ...was outstanding. It yeah. was outstanding. Yeah, I think so... So far in his career, we've seen him be the peacock. We've seen him strut about. We've seen him embarrass people. We've seen him land incredible combinations and then step back. And then give him, and the, admire mat- his work. Give him the matador and yeah, all that man. type of stuff. Admire his work and be like, come on then, come back for more of the same. Yeah. Break people down psychologically. He didn't do that with Crawler. He stepped on Crawler and who, he fucking stayed on him. Who was the fight where it was early? He was battering someone and he got bored. He went, right, I'll go and stand in the corner now. Come over here. Yeah, yeah. And he walked over to the corner, stood in the corner. He went, come on. Come was on, it Walters? It might have been Nicholas Walters. I can't remember. I think it was before Walters. And he just said, come on, unload on me. Yeah, yeah, come and on, the, have a go. And the guy tried to unload on him and he was just fucking yeah. moonwalking all over him. Neo from the Matrix, it was dodging unreal, bullets. mate. That, that's what he's been like previously. Yeah. This. It wasn't like that. This was but this, taking it up a level again. Well, this was the whole thing. And like in my, my immediate, when I was watching it, I was like, fuck. Crawler, Crawler's performance reminded me more of Rocky Fielding yeah. against Canelo. Yeah. Than say, I'm trying to think, say Liam Smith against Canelo. Liam Smith kind of at times you thought, oh, is he is he going to have a go? Is he going to win a few rounds? Is he going to you know get his game plan going? There was enough there to give you the taste to go, fuck, our guy had a go. But with Rocky, it was like cat caught in the headlights. Canelo just pounced on him, and Rocky just fucking you know it looked like the moment got to him kind of thing. And likewise with Crawler, watching it, you're like, I know how much preparation went into it. I know where he was psychologically. He was ready for it. He was ready to be embarrassed. But Lomachenko didn't step off. At no point did he step against the ropes and go, come on then. At no point did he go, bada bam bam, step back. Hey, hey, what do you think about that, everybody? Which he's done before. Mm. He didn't do that. He drowned Crawler from the first bell. I said to you over the weekend, didn't I? I said, it was like Crawler was fighting underwater. At no point was Crawler able to take a step back. Have a breath. And go, okay, where's he gone now? He's over there. He's coming back in. You know, and all this happens in split seconds. But at no point did Lomachenko step off. Yeah. And usually in fights, you get that opportunity. You throw a few punches, or even you take a few punches, and you go for a little walk, and you go, okay, I've got three breaths. Here he comes again. I know that it happens in the blink of an eye, but Lomachenko didn't do that. At no point could Crawler go and suck in, because he was there from the, from the very beginning to the end. Now, the stoppage itself in the fourth... And a few people have come at me online as well going, nah, you're wrong. Joe Gallagher should have pulled him out. The referee should have stopped the fight in the third. I completely 100% disagree. I think the referee made absolutely the right decision there by leaving him in there. Bear in mind, this is the same referee that refereed Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, and got yep. so much plaudits worldwide Jack Reese, yep. for the way that he went about his business with Tyson Fury and gave him the opportunity to get up. Tyson Fury was knocked out cold for yep. five seconds, yep. and most referees would have waved that off. Yep. They would have done. Exactly. We're talking about a former world champion in Anthony Crawler. Yes. Being clipped. He's on the deck. Yeah, he face planted and he is out. There's no question about it. But he gave him all the opportunities no, to get I'm, I'm talking about the third though. I'm talking about the third round when his bum was on the ropes. When when Lomachenko was unloading at the end of the third, Crawler's like, he's, he's it was still moving weird, Crawler. Though. It was weird yeah, though. The ropes kind of kept him up. So then Jack Reese jumps in to give him a stand and count. Lomachenko runs away, starts somersaulting, security yeah. coming in, everything, he think the fight's over. Yeah. But Jack has given him a stand and count because in Jack Reese's mind, the ropes have kept them you ropes up. have kept you up, so I'm going to give you a count here. Otherwise, which was incredible refereeing, for my opinion. Most referees that have just stood off and let Lomachenko keep unloading. But he's gone, no, them ropes keeping you up, I'm stepping in because if it wasn't for the ropes, you'd be on the floor now, you'd be getting a 10 count. Brilliant refereeing that. Give him a 10 count. And then the end of the round saved him. Then obviously he's come out and Lomachenko, just the mood he was in, the fucking spiteful, horrible mood he was in. He landed that amazing right hand and we've seen Anthony faceplant. Listen, nobody listening to this show is more of a friend than Anthony Crawler than me and you, unless you're related to him, obviously. We do, the last thing I want to see is Anthony Crawler get hit, of course. But I also realised that Anthony Crawler's a former world champion. Jack Reese, like he did with Tyson Fury, like he did with Deontay Wilder. And we know this because he's come out subsequently and explained and said... 
in these big world title fights, the biggest ones, the big unification fights, you know, there's no tomorrow. So I go in and say to these guys, you've got a lot of experience. You're the man. I will give you every single opportunity to stay in this fight. And he did the exact same thing to Anthony Kroll and Lomachenko, I'm sure. If you're hurt, I'll give you every opportunity. Now, by stepping in and giving him a stand and count, he's done Kroll a bit of a favour because most referees have stood off and go, go on, then just finish him until he can't until you actually knock him out, then I'm going to stop it. But he's done that and gone, no, you'd have gone down there, so I'm going to give you a standing count. That's given Kroll an opportunity to come back from the fight. And then he comes out for the fourth. Obviously, Lomachenko, as I say, lands that amazing right hand, clips him, crawls out cold, referee steps in. I thought it was perfect because this there is no tomorrow for Anthony Crawler. This is, in, in terms of sport and competition, he, he's he been there, he's wore the T-shirt, his journey is done, his, his book is written. This was the final, the extra chapter, the fairy tale chapter. Is there, a, is there a part two to the book? No, there isn't a part two to the book, but the final chapter is he shared the ring with te- potentially the greatest boxer of all time, certainly the greatest of this new generation. Yeah. And no one can take that away from him. And I'm glad Jack Reese didn't take it away from him. I would rather he went out on a sword like that than get stopped in the third round with yeah. the ropes keeping him up. And the thing is as well, I know that there's, there's obviously going to be questions now for Anthony to answer. Are you carrying on? Are you not carrying on? And I heard lots of him speaking to the lads at Sky on the TV at the weekend saying, I don't want to go out like that. And of course, he's a warrior. He doesn't want to go out like that. It would, everybody would love to go out on a victory. But as he said on many occasions, you can love boxing as much as you want, but it ain't going to love you back. And at the end of the day, is there any real shame going out like that against someone of the magnitude of Lomachenko? I personally don't think it is. No. Nobody, in years to come, when we look back at the story of Anthony Crawler, the, the rhetoric's not going to be, yeah, but you got absolutely smashed in your, in your last fight. That's not going to be the rhetoric. Is it fuck? The rhetoric's going to be, fucking hell, mate. How did you, right, go from getting beat off Yusuf Al-Hemedi <laughs> at the De Vere Hotel in Bolton? That was the first fight that I ever watched, Anthony Crawler. 2008, I was ringside with a pal of mine. I said, oh, I've heard about this kid. Let's have a little bit of a nosy. I nosied in. Yusuf Al-Hemedi went on to sell fucking ice cream, for fuck's sake, right? <laughs> and he got outpointed over six rounds, and I went... He's all right, I can see a little bit of something there, but he's dead raw. How can he go from that, 11 years later, to be fighting in fucking Hollywood against the greatest fighter of all time? It's testament to the kid's work ethic and what he's put into his career. That's the Anthony Crawler story. Not getting smashed off the best fighter that might have ever lived. End of. Yeah, I agree completely. I remember Crawler making his debut. It was on a fucking Joe Calzaghe... Uh, Sakio Beaker on the card. I was there covering Paul Smith. I was working for Liverpool Echo at the time, and he looked like a baby. He looked yeah. like a little boy. I always remember that because I still joke about him now. I still, without that goatee beard, he still looks twelve. <laughs> he, he genuinely does still look twelve, but he's got the fucking heart of a monster. And for me, I, I think it's a bit like Bellew. I, I think this is the perfect way to go out. Of course, it is. It's the perfect way against the pound for pound number one, one of the greatest superstars. I rolled the dice. I came up short. Fucking Sweet brilliant. As because a you can, nut. as you said, Bellew's story isn't the night I got beat by Usyk. Mm. It's the night I won the belt at Goodison. Do, do you know what the worst thing is? And, and, and this happened to Ricky, right? Because Ricky yep. climbed that mountain. We all talk now of the Kosciuszko night. Yeah. Yep. Yes, he gotcha. went and rolled the dice against Floyd. Yes, he went and rolled the dice against Manny. We're talking about pound for pound greats, legends of the sport, and he got found out. He got yep. beat in that. But when he rolled the dice and tried to come back against Shevchenko, I thought to myself, sorry, Senchenko. I thought yep. to myself. No. And it was obvious that that was going to happen. How is he going to get himself up for something like that when he's been to the levels that he's been to? And this is the danger that... Ant- Listen, Anthony's a professional and he'll probably get himself up for it, that one last swan song at the arena in Manchester because it's but his we fans. It. We don't need it. No. He doesn't As need it. As a fan it. of Anthony Crawler, we Nobody need needs it. it. And I hope that when the dust settles and he, and he takes stock of everything that he has achieved, he can look at himself with an awful amount of pride and go, do you know something, lads? I've had my fill. Yeah. Sweet as a nut. I'm going to go and have a bit of time off. I might come back into the world of training. I might go into punditry. I might, you know, come and hang out with the fire disciples Fuck and do yeah. the fucking Anthony Crawler podcast. Whatever you want to do, mate. Yeah. You've done it. You've exactly. absolutely nailed it. It's been an absolute pleasure being on that journey with you because fuck me have you given me some surprises along the way yeah. absolutely like I said from getting beat off an ice cream seller to winning your world title to fighting in Crollywood Jesus Christ pal yeah unreal mm. absolutely incredible career mm. and uh, yeah man listen I'm like you man I've seen I've seen enough of Anthony Crawler to know he's a fucking superstar you go down and watch Man- one of Manchester's all time great boxers you don't need to do anything else mm. but in terms of Lomachenko 
shit the bed. It's what do you just, want? What do you want next? You want Mikey? I'm desperate for Mikey Garcia. I think that's the ultimate test for him now. I, I think know Garcia's coming off a I loss. I think he beats him. I th- oh, God, I think he beats Garcia. Of course he does. But I think if he goes down and fights... Do you you want know, I think it's too early for Tiafimo Lopez, who obviously we're going to see in nah, New York this weekend. See, too early. Listen, no, I'm saying it's too early for him. Nah. You want Tiafimo in? Mate, Tio has got a massive set of fucking bollocks, Listen, right? I, this week, get on, get on our YouTube, subscribe, right? Because we're getting a little bit of a sit down with Tiafimo Lopez in New York City. And I'll tell you something, if you think we lick arse up to this point, <laughs> this is going to be a cock-sucking contest. Him. This is going to be, we're all getting in bed and shagging him. That's basically how this is going to go down. The kid, he's out, watch him get sparked to the weekend now, right? He's <laughs> absolutely outstanding. Tiafimo loving on uh, our YouTube channel. Listen, the thing is, Tio's making noise, isn't he? He's, he's shouting from the rooftops. He's absolutely banging the door down. Who else is doing that with Lomachenko? Nobody. Javonta Davis is chirping, but he, fu- you know. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that smoke. Does he fuck? No chance. Loma would go down and fight him, but he, yeah. he, he, he's, it ain't going to happen. No. Mikey Garcia, do you want the fight? That's the fight. Yeah. Do you want the fight? Are you coming back down to 135 and are you fighting him? Yeah. That's the fight to make. Now, because he's gone up so highly to 147, we saw what, we saw what happened with Roy Jones, didn't we? Mm-hmm. You go up all those weights. He wins the world title, and then you come back down, you try and mix back into your previous weight categories, and it's just so hard to do. Your body can't take it. And I think that's going to happen to Mikey Garcia. I think if he gets in with Lomachenko, Lomachenko will beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I really do think that. He's just too good, and he? That's the problem. He's just too good, but he's too good for everybody. you know. So I think if it's not Mikey Garcia, um, it could well be the IBF champ. Commie. Commie, yeah, Richard Commie. Uh, well, that's the perfect thing, isn't it? I mean, Commie for the IBF, with, with the, if... If, if it's Gar- not Garcia, if Garci- then Luke Campbell well, for the Garci- vacant WBC. Exactly. Well, if Garcia's not coming down, then Luke Campbell will fight for that vacant title. I mean, he told us at the weekend, didn't he, on the radio show that we were doing, that he's looking at July for that. Yeah. So if Luke can get that, in the meantime, Loma fights Commie for the IBF, and then, what, Christmas well, time? Or Loma's missing, then's the WBC. And then li- literally Christmas comes early, because Loma's talking about obviously coming to Mate, the UK. For the undisputed oh. championship. Honestly, if they want to do that in ours... Sam. What, in your back garden? Literally in my <laughs> back garden, yeah. You'll be selling tickets on right. the front. I'm going to be campaigning for that to be in Liverpool, big style. Because Luke Campbell loves Liverpool. Does he? And obviously Lomachenko, yeah. one of the scenes... Makes, of the an awful amount, makes an awful amount of sense. Sell, that, sells it? a lot of... T- <laughs> Come back to the place he won the European Championship. Oh, goals. you want him to do it at Greenbank? <laughs> Mate, I think he can sell a few more tickets than Greenbank Sports Centre. <laughs> True that, Can yeah. you imagine us all piling into Greenbank <laughs> to watch the undisputed lightweight championship of the world? <laughs> Lama's here. He's come back home. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, sensational performance uh, from Lomachenko. Um, Do you now feel it's like, over to you, Mr Crawford? Do you know something? When I was watching it, I was thinking, he's doing this because he knows that Crawford's fighting next week. Yeah, me too. And I was thinking to myself, Amir Khan's fucked. Because up until this point, I've thought, Amir's going to have a right good go this weekend. And, yeah, I, and, I, and I think for a long period of the time, he'll be in the fight and we'll be sat there ringside going, he's going to fucking pull this off. Yeah. Listen, Terence will catch him at some point because he's just elite and he'll figure it out. He'll, 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 he'll solve the puzzle. But now I'm thinking, having been in Terence Crawford's company and looking into his eyes of how he values pound for pound and how he values yep. being undisputed, he's oh, going to... he's a He's a belt holder, mate, isn't he? he's going to try and fuck Amir up. Yeah. Because he'll watch that this weekend. Everybody's going, Lomachenko's the greatest on the planet. He'll be going, oh my beer. Yeah. Give me a minute. Ring the fucking bell. Let's have it. Yeah, yeah. And he'll know as well that if he goes, if he stands in the middle of the ring and starts trading, Amir will. Because Amir loves it. If he does that, Khan will go, okay, this is my kind of party. Shit. So that's why it could be flames. Don't get me wrong, I think, unlike Crawler, I think Anthony, uh, Amir has got the kind of experience in these huge fights to, to win rounds, to not get sucked in, to not get caught up. <laughs> but it did feel like Loma was horribly trying to make a point at the weekend. Then I'm the man. And if Chen's Crawford does the same thing in New York, oh my word. It's fucking hairs on the sta- hairs standing up on the bottom of your gooch time, isn't it? <laughs> you need to shave that gooch. I'm telling you now, you do. Should have done it when I did my feet the other week. <laughs> Same razor. Listen, um, that was one major talking point from the weekend yep. in the world of boxing. Clarissa Shields, right? We. This is funny because we flip flopped, didn't we? So on last week's show, didn't I go? You oh, I was like, Hammer's got fucking this and that and blah, blah, blah. Technically, size. And you were like, no, no, Shields, just too skillful. She'll, right. she'll do it. Right. And, and then on Saturday, we did a radio show and I went, the more I've thought about it, the more I think that 
Hammer's footwork and jab might, you know what I mean? I think, and with her not really being a proper middleweight in my eyes, Clarissa Shields, I think that Hammer might just jab her head off all fucking night. Jesus Christ. And then I was like, no, I disagree. I have flip-flop now. I think Shields uh, is just going to be too good for her. Too much, too much talent there. Win every round, blah, blah. So I was, I was glad I flip-flopped at the end. She battered her. She did. She beat it up. Absolutely battered her. Hand speed and aggression was just outstanding. Yeah, very good. Very good. And I'm not, listen, I know Clarissa Shields is the hottest property in women's boxing right now. And after unifying the middleweight belt like that, in a, in a manner of performance against a former fighter who was 24 and 0, she deserves all applaudits in the world. Well, but I've got to be honest. Go on. I still think Katie Taylor's better. When I watch Katie Taylor, I think, fuck me. You would, oh, yeah. You would fuck men up in your weight division. Yeah, technically. school men. Yeah, technically, I, I totally agree with you. It's just a shame that these two girls are so far oh, apart, far apart in weight we'll never see it. in order to make that happen. But one thing that I will say about uh, Clarissa Shields, off that fight, just purely off that fight, I think it was at eight or nine, round eight or nine, she had Hammer going. Yeah. And I thought to myself, we need three-minute rounds in women's boxing. 100%. I've been fucking saying this because, for over a year. Because that puts the icing on the cake, man. Yep. She, she would have finished it. Yep. And then you've got that viral moment and everybody's going crazy. Because it's a two-minute round, it gets stopped. And you're thinking, fuck, she's yep. just about to do the business. Exactly. So, one, that's that. Hopefully people look into it and then extend. Well, uh, that should be part of, of Clarissa Shields' rhetoric as well, though, because she's all about, I'm the gloat. Yeah. I want um, women to be on the same level as men. I want the same money, the same plaudits, the same opportunities. three-minute rounds. Well, it's not like the fucking... The tennis girls don't play less games, do they? Well, they play less sets. Less sets. Yeah, so it's 5-3, in it. But the games themselves aren't shorter. No, you play to six games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In but, order to win a set. But they just they only have to win three sets rather than five sets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, man, fucking, why, why is... I don't even understand why that's in place either. Mm. So, but I, I 100% agree. It should be three-minute rounds because it would make women's boxing more exciting. Of course. To see people get knocked out. Uh, like, we, like we see in women's mixed martial arts. Yeah. The, um, what I love most about, uh, as well as the performance, what I love the most about is that she got on the mic straight away and she went, right, Brackhouse. Celia yeah? Brackhouse, yeah. You're lighter than me. I'll come down. Yeah. I'll meet you at Super Welter, yeah. right? You move up one, I'll come down one, and let's fucking get this on. Yeah. Undisputed champion in her weight category, undisputed champion now in the middleweight category. Let's have this on. I love that. That's champ talk. Most Fuck people yeah. are looking to go higher. Yeah. Where, with all due respect, as you said on last week's show, there's easy fights for them, mate. She's just going to fuck people up. Yeah. Brackhouse is the fight. Cecilia Brackhouse is the fight. A woman that has been undisputed champion since 1912 or whatever yeah, yeah. it is, right? Mm-hmm. Get that fight on. Well, there's only four names in women's boxing, isn't there? And Katie Taylor's way too small for these girls. And she's just wiped the floor with Christina Hanna. There's only one other person out there. Now, I'm a bit of man, Clarissa Shields. She was a super middleweight world champion first. Now she's come down unified at middleweight. Go further. And now she's talking down to unified at middleweight. Champ that's, proper. That's, how you, that's how you become the quote. <laughs> you love that, don't you? I love that line. I think it's fucking cracker. When she came up with that, she must have been over the moon. Mm. The quote. Um, but she was brilliant. She was outstanding. And she was fully deserving of her prime time slot on Showtime. And while it made... Just ripples over here. I know it was on Box Nation uh, with Stevie Bunce and the guys cracking one over it. But uh, it's a shame it didn't get a little bit more traction. Yeah. But that said, I just think technically, when you watch oh, them Kate both Taylor. side by side, yeah, yeah, Kate Taylor's fucking well. Yeah, I agree. Man. I agree. Um, I bet Eddie Hearn's phone uh, has been read off over the weekend from uh, super welterweights from all over the world, uh, giving him a ring saying, give me a shot at Jaime Munguia. I am yeah. ready to become world champion. How the fuck did Dennis Hogan not become champ? I don't know, why would he ring Eddie Hearn, though? Isn't he a big golden boy? He's a Dazon boy, isn't he? Oh, yeah, but he's golden boy, though. It's well, got fuck you, all to do with Eddie. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. He can, he he can, can join the dots. He can, jo- he exactly. can join the dots, but he it's can, not on to do with Eddie. Yeah, but people like Kelbrook, he'd have been straight on to Eddie, saying, fuck yeah. do me, hey, that Mungia, he can't punch for shit, him. Yeah. I'll tell you something, he's wide open for these chocolate brownies, lad. Get me in there, I'll do a bit of that, no bother. <laughs> Get it thwarted, Eddie. He's white. No wonder that Beefy wants the rematch with him. Yep. Yes, he can whack a bit. There's no question about that. But fucking hell, he was wide open. Dennis Hogan, I feel for you, mate. I yeah. really, really feel for you. You should be the WBO Super Welterweight Champion. Yeah, I agree. It was a, it was a bit of a car crash, wasn't it? Mungia, for me, just couldn't handle the movement of Hogan. Just couldn't handle it mm. at all. Mm. It seems like if you meet him in the centre of the ring, he's happy. But if you move around him and, you, and, you, and you've got good footwork, which Hogan clearly had at the weekend... He didn't know what to do. He was punching the shadows at times. But the scorecards were just a fucking joke. Absolutely terrible. You knew it was going to be bad. It was a Golden Boy show in Mexico. The new superstar of Mexican boxing's down here defending his world title belt in Monterey. You know, you've got a, a, an Irish-Australian coming over to challenge that can't punch his way out of a paper bag. The odds were stacked against him. But all you had to do was look at the scorecards to see how fucking outrageous they were. 116, 112? 
Absolutely unreal. Where have they got that from? Just, just fucking nonsense. Nonsense. But I looked at the three. I looked at the scorecard post-fight, yeah. And of the three judges' scorecards, when you look at them side by side, the three judges agreed on three rounds out of 12. So all three of them scored just three rounds. Oh, so you've seen the full cards, right? I've got the full cards, yeah, oh, right, in front okay. of me, yeah. So they, they all scored, like, the 4th, the 10th, and the 11th, exactly the same. Okay. And the 10th and the 11th, they all scored for, for Hogan. So they're all over the place for oh, every the, other round? Every other round. N- nine of the t- 12 rounds, Fucking they're hell. completely different. 10 9, 10 9, 9 10. 10 9, 9 10, 10 9. Do you know what I mean? They, they only yeah, agreed, yeah, the three of them were only yeah, unified, yeah, yeah. which is fucking mental. Yeah, it's odd. In a 12 round fight. Like, I, I get it. Because I watched it and was like. He's unlucky there. The yeah, I, I, I thought he was unlucky. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't going, that's the worst fucking no, robbery I'd, I'd ever se- seen. I'd in seven boxing. five. I'd seven five. He won, I thought he won seven rounds. Yeah, I, I had Hogan winning, don't get me wrong, but I, I also didn't think it was the worst robbery because he didn't have that round where you go, fuck me, that was a 10-8 yeah. round. Yeah. Good luck, Monday. And like you now. say, he doesn't whack hard enough to really no. have you thinking, fucking hell, he's messing this kid up. Yeah, exactly. So I feel for him in that regard. Surely there's got to be a rematch there because it, it was bad enough to go, fuck, kid deserves another shot. Mm. But uh, but at the end of the day, now Mungi is also talking about moving up. But if he moves up, make formal orderly queue in that in that division because mid, at middleweight, if there's a lot of good movers at middleweight and people that can bang as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, it gets smashed up middleweight with because he doesn't have a defence. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't defend at all. No, no. Like I said, no wonder Beefy's crying out for it. Yeah, mate. exactly. Yeah, kicking himself. Mm. Um, gutted that the uh, Quill and Truax fight had ended the way that it ended with the accidental head clash. Listen. Let them get fixed up. Let them wounds heal yeah. uh, on Truex's face and then just roll it back. Because, as I said on last week's show, I was looking forward to it. You know what I feel about Kid Chocolate. I think he's absolutely superb, the kid. And if he can get himself going again like he was going two, three years ago before Al Herman started paying him money to not have fights, yeah. um, it could be a serious contender at this weight. That happened to Diego De La Hoya as well on mm. the on the card. Mm. Two rounds in, head clash. You know, that was supposed to be a big moment for him as well. His big comeback fight in Mexico. Mm. But. Quick one on... Um, Zerdo Ramirez at 175 pounds. We spoke about this a lot because what he decides to do affects Billy Joe Saunders, might even affect Anthony Yard. I look at him, right? And he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's technically good. Yeah. But he's not amazing. No. Because with all due respect, I know that obviously he, he wins the fight within the distance, right? Mm-hmm. But does I think to make a real impact, especially at light heavy, you need one punch knockout power, don't you? Well, he broke Carpenter's rib with one shot. Yeah, so. but I'm, t- but he didn't get rid of him like that, though, did it? That happened in the first round, and then it went. What did it go? Five four. rounds or something? Four. And then Carpenter quit at the end of the yeah, fourth. Yeah, exactly. Listen, because he was getting battered, he was getting peppered. Yeah. I just think, does he have enough pop to really cause trouble for the lads that we've spoke about, like the Baturbiyevs of this world and the Kovlevs of this world? Do they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, but. I'm, I'm gutted because I want to see the fight with Calm Smith. I think him versus Calm Smith to you know to add Calm Smith to add another belt would be yeah. amazing. Size wise, but they're perfectly matched. He, he's adamant. big old boys. He's adamant. He's going to one seventy five. He was one fucking ninety five. Yeah, but the, yeah, but he said um, I want all the belts at light heavyweight at one hundred seventy five. So the I think it was the lady that was interviewing him says, "Who do you want? Who do you want?" Like obviously trying to get that line out of him, and he goes, uh, "Not bothered." Yeah, because you just remembered who's there and you fucking shat your pants. That's yeah. what's going on, son. Just call the name out. Nah, go for it. I want Kovalev. Yeah, do it. But he can he can have any of them though, really, because top rank have got most of the light heavyweights. Yeah. So, but in particular Kovalev because he's highly ranked with the WBO. He'll yeah. get the mandatory status if he wants. Well, he'll step straight in. Yeah. yeah. And that'll take him. Again, we've talked about this previously. It opens it up for a world title fight for Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. And then it allows Anthony Yard to walk out the back well, door and not having to fight whoa, whoa, Kovalev. Whoa. Wait a minute about the Anthony Yard situation. You've seen the video. I've seen the video. <laughs> There's, I've no doubt there's loads of people listening to this that have seen the video. I need to give credit because I'm going to play this. It's very rare that we take content from somewhere else and play it, but it's that fucking good. It has to be played on our podcast. Uh, so Mark Gatford, who works with various uh, YouTube channels, including the Mayweather Boxing channel, the full video is there. So I need to give you credit, mate, if you're listening to this. This is amazing. How you got this, you must have been sat there fucking going... This is amazing. I am going viral in two minutes. Right? He's doing an he's doing an interview with Tunde. Right now, you know that Tunde's our new favourite dude on this Plus. show. Uh, he is Anthony Yard's trainer. He's replaced Jeff Mayweather as the fucking the, the greatest one liner in the whole of boxing. Yeah, but they, 
This is amazing what he says now, right? This is not edited. I don't think it's edited. I'm just playing this off uh, Mark's YouTube channel, right? Off the uh, Mayweather YouTube channel. So listen to this. This is an interview with Tunde. They're talking, obviously, about Anthony Odd's situation in the light heavyweight division. And they're talking about the possibility of Kovalev. And then they move on to Andre Ward. <laughs> you ready? Here we go. We already know. You're talking about Anthony. But we already know this guy gasses out after four rounds. We already know he can't take body shots. We already know he's been knocked out with a right and left hook. <laughs> we already know this, that any athletic fight he's come, about, come up against, he has problem. Andre Ward can't punch like Anthony Yard. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> Andre Ward ain't got... Listen to what I'm telling you. Andre Ward does not have the skill set of Anthony Yard. I'm telling you. I ain't got no Andre Ward. I, I heard Andre... <laughs> Sunday, bloody Sunday. I can just hear Bono singing in the background going, um, no, son, no. Just, just in case you missed that, Anthony Yard, <laughs> sorry, Andre Ward does not have the skill set, the skill set of Anthony Yard. Right. Fucking brilliant. Mate, brilliant. he is. He's Sunday, man, you're a legend. You're a fucking legend. Andre Ward. Brilliant. I, I don't know whether he's searching for an Andre Ward fight, he's searching for some money or something. I don't know, man, but he's got that absolutely nailed on, hasn't he? I think he's getting names mixed up. I think he meant Andrew Ward. And, oh, Andrew Ward yeah. from, from Dagenham. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, Fair play with him. Yeah, man. Him. He's making some serious noise, isn't he? He's the kid. I yeah. like it. Fucking Anthony will kill him. Sunday <laughs> <laughs> show, man! <laughs> You, you do know who Andre Ward is, yeah? <laughs> ah, brilliant. I love it. Did you see that uh, Joe, by the way, was having a little bit of a chinwag with uh, Andre Ward wanting uh, a knock yeah, for Callum, Callum Smith. Smith? He goes, uh, do you fancy it or what? Come on, son. Get yourself over to Liverpool. We'll do Anfield. That was at the, the pre-Lomme Crawler press conference yeah, yeah. or the, uh, the, the backstage chat, yeah? Mm. Funny. Um, quick one on the interim titles. You will, seeing as it was just mentioned Callum Smith's name there, John Ryder is fighting David Lemieux. Uh, in the super middleweight division for the interim WBA Brilliant. crown. Brilliant. We needed it. It needed it. The, the yeah. division needed a WBA interim yeah. champion. Yeah, because don't forget, we've got a WBA super that's active. We've yeah. told you that he's fighting at MSG on June the 1st. He's looking for a knock at this moment in time. Is uh, Callum, Smith. Callum Smith. Uh, we've got a regular champion in Canelo. Canelo's just stepped back down to fight uh, Danny Jacobs. He might come back up. He might not. Who knows? Uh, but just in case you need another belt at super middleweight, let's have an interim title in there as well. Yeah, we did need it, yeah. For uh, Devin Lemieux making his debut against... Uh, John Ryder at Brilliant. Super Middleweight. Thanks, right? thanks WBA. There you go. <laughs> Thank fuck for that. Somebody needs paying, don't they? <laughs> Thank fuck. Mm. Uh, the Branchick story, by the way, where the World Boxing Super Series gets crazier and crazier by the day. Uh, you, we talk, I think we said it on last week's show that uh, it was insinuated that per, it was going to purse bids, the World Boxing Super Series had won the purse bids and therefore there was a threat of maybe stripping um, uh, Branchick of his title. That's not necessarily the case, but what is true is that the World Boxing Super Series have got themselves an injunction against Branchick and his team from pulling out of their tournament. The IBF have backed that uh, sanction. Uh, Roger. I mentioned that last week, didn't I? I was like, I can know him cahoots with IBF, me. And therefore, he's now not allowed to leave uh, the tournament. And if he does leave the tournament, he will uh, be stripped of that title from the IBF. So it's not a purse bid thing. It's a court injunction. He signed up to the to the competition. He's got to stay in there. So it's up to him. Defend or vacate. May the 18th, if you've got a ticket for it, it looks like you are going to get to see Josh Taylor fighting for a world title. And it's likely to be against Ivan Boranchik, who, by the way, has just changed trainer. Yeah. Just become world champion with Diaz, and now he's off to uh, go and fight with Freddie Roach. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Um, so it should be a good night, that. May 18th, Josh Taylor well, hopefully the becomes world champion. man's on the undercard as well. And on there as well. smoke show. Uh, there you go. Uh, right, this weekend. You excited? Yeah. Well, Wait a minute. I'm gutted because, obviously... It's not often MTK brings shows to Liverpool anyway, so 12 fight cards stacked to the rafters, Liverpool about? Olympia Friday what are you night. What talking about? I what thought you were talking about the Liverpool Olympia show on Friday night. No, mate, I'm talking about this. This is the one, isn't it? This is the one, eh? Pop your flip-flops, we're shaving the feet and we're going to New York City, baby. It is Amir Khan against Terence Crawford this weekend at Madison Square Garden. The boys will be out there uh, capturing everything from Fight Week. You'll be able to get it all over our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that YouTube channel because it'll be the interviews with Terence, interviews with Amir, 
Interviews with Tia Fimo. No, that's not Tia Fimo. I just want to get Tia Fimo's mum. Jenny. On the Fight Disciples podcast. Jenny from the block. Yeah, man. Let's get Jenny on. Jenny's on. She's a superstar. Jenny Lopez. Jello. She's coming on the J-Lo's show. Jello's coming on the show. That's it. Worldwide exclusive. Uh, so we're going to have a little bit of a crack this week out in New York City. So make sure you're across all our uh, YouTube action. We kind of touched upon it a little bit earlier on in the show, didn't we? Because we think that now, after Lomachenko's fantastic performance at the weekend just gone, Terence Crawford will have seen that. He said, right, lads, you think that were good? Watch this. Uh, and with all due respect, to do it against the Mia Khan in sensational fashion would probably send an even bigger statement, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course it would. Absolutely it would. And, um, you know, who'd bet against them, let's be honest? Who'd bet against them doing it? Crawford's just fucking different level. If Glomachenko wasn't around, I don't think there'd be a conversation, you know? Yeah. Obviously, Usyk's super exciting. And the great thing about Usyk is he's he's leaving boxing to go into heavyweight boxing. And God only knows what's going to happen there. But if it wasn't for Loma. I think the Terence Crawford would be a bigger global star, um, but I think this is the this is the kind of opponent. I've got to be honest. Terence Crawford's resume is unreal. Thirty four fights, former unified like welterweight champion. Yeah, on his way to becoming you know welterweight unified champion. There's some brilliant fights out there. All right then, on that. look down his record. Right. There's no bigger name than Amir Khan. There you go. He's beat nobody bigger than That's Amir Khan. That's what I wanted Khan. to talk to you about. Who's got the better resume? Because when we spoke to Amir on the radio show uh, recently. Amir Khan's adamant that he's got the better resume, and you've got to agree with him, haven't 100% you? 100% agree. 100%. People throw shade on Amir Khan for some reason. Why? Well, because they see him get knocked out of Canelo at middleweight. They yep. see him get knocked out of Danny Garcia. They see him, you know, they refer to him as Chinny. But let's look down. Let's just analyse this properly, right? I don't know why British fight fans don't take to him. I've, I've no idea. You're mad. Because this guy is the most exciting British fighter on the planet. Yes. You're going to get excitement. When he steps into the ring, he's either going over mm-hmm. or he's going to blur you with hand speed. He's absolutely sensational. And if we look down the list of people that he has been in the ring with, you look at Marco Antonio Barrera. Yes, a very different Antonio Barrera uh, than previous. But he went in there and he beat him. Yeah, it was a technical decision, but he beat him. He became world champion against Andre Kotelnik, sensational fighter. He's beaten Paulie Malinagi. He's beaten Marcus Maidana. That was his big comeout fight over in the States. They went crazy for him there because he went toe-to-toe on life and death. He ended up surviving and getting the job done. Yeah. He beat Zab Judah. Uh, Lamont Peterson did him on a split decision. He should That should never have been a split decision. Nope. Amir Khan won that fight and yep. then... Lamont Peterson failed Failed a drug drug test. test. Mm -hmm. Okay, Danny Garcia caught him with a weird shot on the neck. He couldn't recover from it. End of. It happens. It's boxing. He then went and beat Luis Colazzo. He's beaten Devin Alexander. He's beaten Chris Algieri. Yes, he got knocked out of Sol Alvarez, but that was at middleweight for crying out loud. Yeah. And okay, the last couple of fights against LeGreco and Vargas, whatever. Who gives a shit? Blowouts on the comeback trail. Of course. Mate, Amir Khan. Which one was your favourite? Which one was your favourite? Madonna, all day long. Yeah, Madonna was fucking awesome. Do you know, Devon Alexander was fucking awesome yeah, though as he's well. He's putting some world class performances. Yes. But for me, Devon the... Alexander was a masterclass man. He won every fucking round. Yeah, he, he was. was brilliant. But for entertainment, it's Madonna. If you're if you're recommending. Yeah to someone, go and watch this Amir Khan fight, you go and watch the Maradona fight, don't you? Because yeah. a lot of people will obviously recognise Maradona from his, from his near uh, efforts against uh, Floyd Mayweather, you know? So, of course. that's the fight, mate. That's the fight. In fact, no, this is the fight this weekend because he's going to give you something this weekend. He's yeah. going to give you that moment where we nudge, we're going to be sat next to each other at Madison Square Garden, right? And there's going to be a moment where we nudge each other and go, this fucker's going to do this. Yeah, yeah. We're about to witness something magical. And then all of a sudden, he'll be on his back. Yeah, uh, and you know what? That's pretty much how it will play out, I'm sure. But I hope not. For those, I hope this not. Is, this is I what, hope we're sat there going, "Fucking hell, we're here tonight." And he find his legacy, of course. He's I just beating the agree. pound for pound best. I completely agree. But I, I, you know what? I, the great thing about it is, win, lose or draw, we're getting our money's worth. Yeah. Like, Amir's going to give us our money's worth because he always does. He always turns up for the big fights. He always delivers. He's never lost as a welterweight. Comes into this super confident. Why are you doing that now? Why? Because why I'm you, excited. Don't, fuck. don't do stats like that because now you're just basically throwing it out into the ether that that has to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just want to. I'm just trying to park the fact that Terence Crawford is Jocelyn Midlomachenko to be the world's best fighter right now, hmm. and I just want to address the fact that Amir Khan. If you're a Fife fan, especially a British Fife fan, and you're not fully signed up to the Amir Khan fan club, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what what do you want out of a out of a fighter? 
It gives you everything. If if you don't stay up for an Amir Khan fight, what fights do you stay up for? Yeah, exactly. Because you know he could hit the floor and you know he could drop the other guy with his blaring hand speed. Could potentially have the fastest hands, certainly above the flyweight division, above the lighter weights. Okay, and he's got power as well. And okay, he's a bit soft on the whiskers, but doesn't that make him even more exciting? Doesn't it make him more exciting that he could get caught, that he could go down? And he's fighting one of the best on the planet. And he's a top guy. He's fucking brilliant. He's a top guy, This is the man. weird thing. I think when he first broke through as a pro, when because he, he, listen, he, he was amazing at the Olympics, won the silver medal, had all that momentum coming in. You know, he, he was basically the follow-on um, that brought us through, that basically put British boxing yeah, in place. from Audley, wasn't it? He, yeah. he followed it up. O- Audley locked it in and went, shit, we can boxing, we can win medals. Amir Khan wins a silver medal. Sport England star finance and boxing. We end up, a couple of years later, with Anthony Joshua. It's a fucking direct... A descendants, of course. Do you know what I mean? He sowed the seed, but early on in his career, he's he seen a lot of money, a, a much more money than a young lad from Bolton probably ever expected. <laughs> and he used to flaunt it. And I, I listen, I can't complain about that. If I was in my early twenties and I had millions of fucking dollars, I'd have nice in, watches and mate, nice cars I, all day long. And I think it was the fact that he, he used to flaunt that kind of stuff. Whereas, say, someone like Ricky Hatton. You'd see Ricky fucking eating a full English in the same greasy spoon he has done every Sunday or in his mum and dad's pub having a Guinness with the lads. Yeah. And people like that. We like that to go, ah, oh, he's, he's a fucking superstar. He's got all the money in the world, but he's still one of us. Amir Khan didn't do that. He was like, I've got all the money in the world. Check it out. Look at this. Look at this diamond look, watch. Look at this But now, car. look at all the charity shit that he does, mate. He's and building no, schools in Pakistan and all but, these but places weirdly, around the world. But weirdly, people still lock in on that. Do you know what I mean? People still go, yeah, he's a prick. He isn't a prick. We both had the pleasure to interview him so many times. He's fucking brilliant with his time. He's funny. He's a nice lad to be around. Yeah. You know, everything about Amir Khan is not. This is what annoys me when people go, yeah, he's a prick. I know you haven't met him then. I know you've never met him. If you think he's a prick, you've never met Amir Khan. Yeah. You've never been in this company because he's far from a prick. He's yeah. a diamond. I agree. And he's worth every penny. But, but people still always look back. Like, look, fucking hell, yesterday. Tiger Woods, unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable moments. Like, that's here on your gooch time. I'm sitting at <laughs> Save home. Save the fucking gooch, will you, for crying out loud. Kids are now in bed. Mrs. is fucking drying her hair or whatever she's doing. Perfect. I'm downstairs and I'm going, I love golf. I love Amir uh, fucking Tiger Woods. I love no, the Masters. I don't this love is golf. amazing. I l- Tiger Woods is golf. Well, yeah, I can't that's argue it. with that. But I'm sucking that energy in. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. What a weekend. Yeah. What a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I goes on my phone and I'm trying to go fucking, I just want to retweet someone. I can't be asked doing a big thing. I just want to retweet someone that says, we're in the presence of greatness here. Boom. And I'm flicking through and people with following journalists even are going, I oh, see, so you're just going to forget about him cheating on his wife then. I'm like, mate, move the fuck on. He has with his life. No doubt his wife has with her life. This is the he thing. makes mistakes. And this we all thing. make mistakes. We're human. And we, Move the fuck on. People, we get shit for, for the opinions that we take re- regarding certain fighters and, and what have you, right? I try my best, try my best to just judge shit on sport. Because mm-hmm. that's what we're here for. Of course. I'm turning up to watch you as a sports guy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dudes out there that are pricks outside the fucking gaff. Yep. John Jones is one in the world of mixed martial arts. Yep. Floyd Mayweather was a prick. Yeah, He's been done for fucking all sorts of shit Absolutely. outside of the ring. It's not going to stop me saying he's probably the best defensive boxer of all time. Yeah, You know? Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And as you were just saying there regarding the Tiger Woods thing, yeah, Tiger Woods has done some fucking bad shit outside the, of of the world of golf. But to watch him come back from where he... Have we gone on to golf? But that makes, <laughs> does that make it even better, though? To watch does him it, come back from where he's Doesn't it make it even better that that was part of a story? Yeah. That he, he fucked up royally in his personal life and it knocked on effect in his golfing yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was able to move on from that, from being ranked number 2,000 in the world or whatever he was, to win the Masters again 14 years later after the first time, whatever it was. It's amazing. Appreciate that shit. And Amir Khan's the same. Yeah, he was a fucking daft young kid with more money than sense. And he was throwing it about and he probably got a little bit too cocky for his own good. But you know now, He's a fucking diamond fella. He's matured into an adult and he's still at the top of the sport. He's been at the top of the sport for 10 years. He's reinvented himself so many times. And once again, he goes to the well on Saturday night in one of the biggest fights in boxing this year. Fucking pay the man some credit to still be around and still be at the top so long. I love him. I love Amir Khan. I think he's brilliant. Do I think he'll win the weekend? No, I don't. Do I think it'll tarnish his legacy? Do I fuck? No. Do I fuck? I can't wait. I can't wait. Because he's within the fight, again, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to come out victorious. But within the fight, 
I'm going to think he is. We'll get moments. We'll get it and we'll go in, wow. Yeah. He's going to do it. We'll get moments. Yeah. We will 100% get moments yeah, because yeah. that's what Amir does. Mm. When the big fight rolls around, Amir Khan turns up. And, and Terence Crawford's going to have to be on his game. The problem is Terence Crawford's game at this point it's in time silly. is fucking off the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's off the charts. Mm. Like you say, if you're not getting up for this in the early hours of the morning, um, here in the UK on uh, on Sunday morning, then what the hell are you, Why are you even bothering listening to this? Yeah. Um, there is a little bit of action at the O2 Arena on Saturday night. Dave Allen, Big Daddy Brown, Chisora against Gashi, uh, and a, a little bit of an undercard as well to get stuck into. So if you're in the UK, you're in for a little bit of a treat, actually, at the weekend, because you can watch a little bit of Saturday night boxing. Maybe go and get yourself a couple of hours kip, get yourself up for Amir Khan. It's action-packed. Um, this weekend, we'll go to the main event, shall we? Because I think Derek Chisora's conceded that uh, Dave Allen's going to headline against uh, Is he? Lucas Brown. I think Chisora's said that you can be the man. You can, you can. I guess he's never had that moment. No, he hasn't. That's wicked. For, that's wicked of Chisora. I don't know whether Chisora's actually made that decision. He or... said it, he has said it. I don't know whether, but yeah, but I don't know whether he's. It was actually him that has made the decision, yeah, or he's... Sky have gone. Listen, Derek, you've made this walk. Yeah. You know, whatever. If if Let it, Dave if it is down to Chisora though, and he's gone, listen, we don't know whether it's going to be, and he's put his hand up and gone, listen, man, let the fucking kid make the make it, let him make the walk. Yeah, it's fine. I've done it. I've been in big fights before. That's amazing by Derek Chisora. But regardless, both these fights are at crossroads. For me, the crossroads fights. Either Dave Allen actually becomes something more than a entertaining journeyman. Because yeah. I'll be honest, that's all he is. Yeah, he's a ticket seller journeyman. This is his moment to be the former world champion and be something else. Yeah. Do something else with his well, life. Well, we spoke to Darren, didn't we? Darren Barker at the weekend on, on a radio show that me and Nick were doing. Darren speaks very highly of his boxing ability. You yeah. know, he says he's come down to London. He's taking it seriously. He's sorted his diet out. He's learning. He's a sponge. He's taking in all the great things that Darren teaches him. And trust me, I've seen Darren firsthand with people on the pads. I've done it myself with him. He's very good. He's mm-hmm. very good at getting things right and explaining it in a real layman's term. Maybe yeah. Dave needs that. I don't know. Um, and if he can't get it right with Darren, I don't think he can get it right with anybody. So it's no. going to be interesting to see what he's learned, what he brings to this fight against Lucas Brown. Lucas Brown, we know that can hit a bit, right? But we saw yeah. him. We've seen him on these shows. Listen, he's he ain't fucking, all that. He's a big doorman. That's it. He's a big Andy doorman. That's all that knows how to throw a big bomb. That's to. all he is. He's, he's got nothing special about him at all. And if Dave Allen... The problem is if Dave Allen goes in there trying to just having a bomb, just trying to bomb it out with Lucas Brown, then it, it, for me it's like tossing a coin. But if he if he has got boxing ability, if he truly is what what Darren Barker hopes he can unlock, yeah, then it, it could be quite an easy fight. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. be honest. You know, I, I think there's other. Bo- I think Chisora beats Lucas Brown pretty easily. Yeah. So it's a massive opportunity to Dave Allen to grab an incredible scalp. You know, for for all his for all the criticism you can aim at Lucas Brown. Dude's a former world champion, only lost one in 29 fights. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking argue with that there's shit. Some, there's some interesting fights, actually, for this standard of heavyweight. So you've got Dave Allen against Lucas Brown. Chisora's in that mix. Yeah. Price is in that mix. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of others, maybe younger ones. Huey Fiori's in that mix. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And there's a couple of younger ones that will maybe come into that mix, like a Dubois and Joe people Joyce. like that. Yeah. Those type of guys. On that British domestic virgin on European level, it's an interesting little knock there, isn't there? Some nice yeah. little fights to be made. There's some great fights. And there's some proper sky headline on fights as well. Mm. All those na- names you've just mentioned in the mix could make a great little round-robin tournament. And then 2020, we get a potential opponent. But mm. as we talked about the weekend as well, you've got three guys at the top of the tree on three different promotional TV networks in America that all now need dance partners because they're not going to fucking fight each other. Yeah. So... You never that, know. That conversation was with uh, Joe Parker, wasn't yeah. it? So Joe Parker, Parker will be looking at these yeah. in order to Fancy it. You know, have a little bit of a knock with Chisora, for example, Yeah, win that, and then all of a sudden people will be There's sure a phone call coming. Yeah, exactly that. It's a phone call from Wilder's team or Fiori's team or even AJ's team. Mm. So it's interesting, man. It's a good card. Well, you know. well, the fight of the night for me is Joe Cordina against Andy Townend. Yes. That's where I would point my attention towards. Uh, I'm a big fan of Joe Cordina. It's uh, an opportunity for him to win the uh, British Lightweight Championship. That title is vacant. Andy Townend, we've seen him a couple of times. I think Joe's got all the skills in the world to uh, to do the business. There. I'd like him to make a, a statement, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than box someone's head off for 12 rounds, I wanted to see him go out there and maybe a bit a little bit vindictive. Do it, Put a great performance on, show us your skills, and then take him out. That's what I would like to happen. Yeah, and I think, you know what, I think Andy Townsend, Townend could well be that opponent as well. You know, I know he, he, he beat Masha convincingly last time for the Commonwealth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyone will tell you, Masha Dodd looks a lot worse 
on 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 TV than he is than he is in real life. He's a tricky little fucker to pin down, and I think Joe found out that you know Masha Dodd was capable of of just fucking tricking his way through twelve rounds. I don't know whether Andy Town then has got that kind of elusiveness. And I think this could be a, a good mm. coming out party. British and Commonwealth champion in nine fights. Sensational stuff. I'm not expecting too much from the opponent taking on Josh Kelly uh, this weekend. No. Josh Kelly coming back off his illness, injury, whatever you want to call it. He's, uh, he shaved his beard off. He's just become a dad. Uh, so it's one of those fights where I think it's just get back in the ring, do your business, blow off a little bit of rust, and then move forward. Mm-hmm. We said on that radio show that I keep alluding to at the weekend, that you, the EBU, the European boys have said, right, come on then. David Avencian, who uh, put a wonderful job on Kerman and Loranca a couple of weeks ago in uh, in Spain, is there waiting for you, my friend? If I were Josh Kelly, I would want nothing to do with that at this moment in time in my career. Yeah, he's only eight and zero. You know, he's, he's fighting undefeated pole, a pole here for the WBA international belt. Stay on that road for now. You know, go back to even go back and you know. I tell you what's a good fight. British well, screw- I tell you what's a good fight for him. Mm-hmm. Connor Ben's on this. Yeah, Connor Ben and Josh Kelly. Great fight. That's actually a decent knock. Yeah. Hasn't Conor Ben mentioned that fighter previously? Conor has. Sure he has. But Josh is trying, th- not distanced himself, I think he's put himself on a on a higher plane. And don't get me wrong, I agree. he probably is on a higher plane, Yeah, but I don't think he's on the plane of David Avencian yet. No. Conor Ben would be a great fight. For British fight fans, I think Josh Kelly and Conor Ben would be a good knock. Yeah, I agree, yeah, completely. But, but then Josh Kelly's already signed up to be on the AJ undercard as well. There's a waft of Brits on that. Are they all going to New York, are they? There's loads of them on there. Buatzi's on it, Kelly's on it, Callum Smith obviously is on it, we mentioned earlier. Uh There's a load of them on there. So Um, I think they're doing the right thing with Josh Kelly. I think the Aventian thing in hindsight would have been way, way too much too soon. Um, So they're doing the right thing with him by bringing over these unbeaten Poles who've never fought outside of Poland before Mm. or Eastern Europe before. So Josh Kelly's on a journey, man, but let's not fucking push him too quickly. No, not at all. Big fan of his. Um, anything else that you'd like to talk about before I wrap up the show and go and pack my bags and clear off to New York City? Well, I was going to go big on the on the uh, the MTK show in Liverpool, but I think I'll save it for me Radio City talk show tomorrow. Is, is that what you're going to do? I think so. I may yeah. as well. Yeah. Who have you got on that? Have you, have you booked anybody in yet? Uh, you know me. Fly well, by the seat of me pants. Is it? No. no normally, no, I think you... Jazz is in the main event, so I think Jazz is Basically, Nick's normally got it organised. He's got it weeks in advance, but because he, he don't really give a fuck, he's going to New York this weekend. <laughs> So he's going to make a few phone calls tomorrow and people might turn up <laughs> it's going to be a mystery please tune in tomorrow because you never know who we're going to have on the show uh, please subscribe to us on social media because you're going to see loads this week as we are in New York don't know if we've mentioned that at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter uh, you'll be able to get uh, that on YouTube as well at Fight Disciples on our Instagram it's at The Fight Disciples uh, so subscribe to all those. Please subscribe to this podcast uh, because next week's show will be coming to you from Madison Square Garden. Yeah, That's right. Baby. Just because of flight times, we thought we'd do it. And we're going to treat you. It's not going to be up on Tuesday next week. It's going to be up on Monday. So when you get in your little car on a Monday morning on your way to work, boom, we'll yeah. be coming in your ears. That's what will be happening. <laughs> yeah, we'll be Half cut from New York in the aftermath of something epic, I'm sure. There you go. Uh, so subscribe. It'll all be there for you next week. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.